Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Habitat Update, the podcast about Japan and entrepreneurship based in focusing on the Kansai area of Japan with the cities Kyoto, Kobe, Osaka and more. We aim to go live every two weeks as a video on YouTube and as an audio-only podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. We host this podcast on SoundCloud and we're using the free model means I'm limited in space and time. That's why I keep removing all the podcasts, so I just download them. But in any case, that's why we have the videos. YouTube has no restrictions there. This is episode 11, the first episode in 2018. Happy New Year with me today, as always. Sabrina, Happy New Year, Sabrina. How are you? Happy New Year, Tuggy. Well, I'm great. It's been a busy week already. We are getting ready for uh, Hak Osaka and Hardware, Monozukuri Hardware Cup. Yes, that's pretty soon. How was your transition to how did you notice any change? <laughs> okay, I struggle always. You know, for me, it's just a number. A number changed, and I actually don't like the idea of like, you know, limiting yourself to a 12 month cycle and then setting goals and then resetting them. Well, with your student Japan, whether you like it or not, and it's a very seasonal country, and that changes a lot. The new year is yeah, so a bad. new it's in Chinese horoscope, and yep. I think the expectations, and it is one more reason for people to try to put some plans into action. So. Did you take any specific actions? What's your resol- new year resolution? Do you have anything? Uh, so far, I don't know. Maybe I'm not the Japanese. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just a global thing. It's just, just Japanese people are like, oh, go more to the gym, lose weight. Oh, but that's that's every year. Every year. That's so. what I mean. Like instead of like resetting and repeating yourself, just said, oh, I want to be, I want to have a Schwarzenegger body by 2020. So you have a long term goal and you work on that because these things take time, right? And get I disappointed. Don't know. I don't know if I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, we we have to work on that both, I think. But <clears throat> anyway. Today we are here uh, in a new room, um, it's, but it's the same old place, the FBC Mesh co-working space, shared office. Yeah, we have this new office here, um, special room, so we have, uh, I think, the better acoustic for the podcast. Mm, I think so, I hope so, we'll see. Uh, let's jump in, like, in terms of like startups, and uh, well, the, the, the last, the past two weeks, three weeks, I don't think much happened. In Japan, in general, because it was like that's also one of the reasons why we post that late this episode, right? We had this hu- first of all, we had this huge 2017 review episode with Sushi Suzuki last time, and that was great, and I hope you enjoyed it. And after that, we took now a break because it was also like a company break for most of us, and it's like a New Year break. So, actually, we had the Monozukuri Hardware Cup applications going on until the 31st of December. Okay. And I can say for startups, they tend to leave all the, the main decisions by the end of the year. So we did get lots of applications in the five last days uh, of the uh, application. How many applications do you have? I think around 20 f- something. Uh, I'm not sure <laughs> about the exact number, but uh, soon there will be a PR and the official numbers will be published. Oh, that's great. Looking forward to that. What I saw then today was like certain announcements, something like the Tech in Asia uh, wrote here, like that, That for instance, like one big thing many people probably are looking forward to is the WeWork, WeWork, the uh, co-working chain, opens, the, about to open the first offices in Tokyo 
four, four, that's four, four uh, in different uh, parts of the city as of February 1st, pretty soon. Yeah. I'm curious to see how they perform here um, because and how much they adapted to actually to Japan. They just recently got a huge uh, money investment from SoftBank, right? And uh, I'm sure with the right people, they can find the right model to be success successful or uh, profitable in Japan. I don't know. I would say that Japan is a very interesting market, but there are many, many small players already here. As an example, we are in one of Corbin's space. Yeah. There, Kyoto has lots in the last couple of years. I think we have over 15 brand new um, co-working spaces. Tokyo is it's huge, massive, many spaces. So I wonder how WeWork will be able to actually keep uh, Japanese uh, customers happy on the, the daily basis. Yeah, because I mean, I don't think the model they have outside of Japan might work here because like, like providing all these luxury services and everything and that's not how Japanese work necessarily. Oh, no. They have different needs. I think I would say artists, designers, consultants or sometimes independent professionals might like it because we work we also bring this kind of premium luxury brand mm. together. So in, for certain um, professions that's a very important uh, thing to show. At least if you're a small company, you don't have a lot of prestige, but you can say that your office is at WeWork we and then your customers will be happy to come and meet True. You. Names play a big role here and we have a similar situation with Osaka, like we have the Knowledge Salon, right? It's a co-working space and it's it, it has a name to it and it is like this prestige thing. Yeah. Of course it is. And I met a couple of weeks ago, uh, one startup that is based in Kobe, but these are many of their clients are based in Osaka, so they need a fixed address or a mm. meeting room, a place they can go. Mm. So the the CEO, uh, Chris, he told me that twice a week he's based in Osaka at the Knowledge Capital. So yeah, but then again, like that's not the idea of a co-working space because it, technically the idea would be to be there so you can exchange with different people and like... Again... Uh, meet, meet you are new, talking new people, about but you go there for just for meetings again each <laughs> each user the consumer chooses how they want to use it so exactly. then again exactly. japan finds its own ways exactly japan finds its own ways and with and it's been things. working yeah. i think there are many well the co-working space we are here is the largest in i think in kansai region there are over 150 uh companies so the difference between like um most of places here they have sometimes independent consultants or or, mm. pro, uh, or professionals who work as freelancers. Here, most of them are actually companies. Mm. So it's, it's it's pretty big here. And uh, the kind of uh, idea is that you have a shared area, but still very, very, I would say, with its own harmonic way of, of working. Yes, and uh, I mean, we mentioned that many times before, like, yeah, the Japan in general is a very insular uh, country with very different, interesting aspects and so so societal like behaviors. And I was just checking the name because I recently listened, just today listened actually to the one of the more recent podcasts of Tim, Rimor Tim Romero, uh, 
the Disrupting Japan podcast. Uh, I can highly recommend it. It's more, well, I would say, more factual and a bit more uh, interview based. Interview based podcast, but nevertheless, uh, you, the, the 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 host is very uh, experienced and the content is really good. And he published on December twenty sixth an episode called "What Every Foreigner Needs to Know About Hiring Stuff in Japan" with uh, what's his name, Terry Lloyd. And he is a serial entrepreneur, been in Japan for over 30 years and uh, started like up to, I guess, 15, 17 companies he mentions in the podcast. Um, I can highly recommend it. I tweeted it out today. It's very interesting. They talk about some topics like how to start, what to pay attention to as a foreigner in Japan and, and some, some things you just miss out or don't know if you're not, if you haven't been in the field for a while. Great. And you, you actually recommend, you told me to, hey, listen, listen, this is interesting. I was like, yeah, 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 I was postponing it, postponing it, it was on my to-do list. I like the fact that he uh, mentions that um, Japan is trying to use uh, very Western, especially American models of startups. Uh, and there are specific needs and, and market, uh, market uniqueness that you cannot ignore if you want to do anything here. Yeah, there are some so, rules yeah. to it and some... And no, no, and behavior-wise and the way the society works. Yeah. And, and the, one of the main things that I was um, uh, very impressed and actually at the same time happy because he says that the traditional way that startups are planned and, and, and considered, even from an investment point of view, might not apply to Japan because Japan has a different way of things working here. So he has been very luckily... Because he said uh, he uh, he's aware that growth takes time. Yeah. And that's something that uh, investors in general are not very patient. So in Japan, they tend to be more patient, but maybe they are not patient enough to uh, start from the seed stage and, and, and wait for the time until the startup has some minimal traction. Let's say. Then again, also like, yeah, there are more differences to the Japanese investors in general, like the fact that they are more about kind of like consuming and steering the startup rather than just investing and, 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 and mentoring. I hear that, that investors are very demanding here, uh, but that's another topic in itself. Listen to the podcast. I'll post a link in the, in the descriptions. Check it out. I want to move on. Uh, we mentioned that you have the hardware cup. Uh, coming cup? soon yeah. uh, in that sense let's have a look at what other events or uh, activities are coming in the next two or three weeks next week actually it's a very calm time and again I just repeat it's been people coming back from the like, new year break and everything and not much announced not too much uh, but nevertheless I found like next week January 16 it's a Tuesday there will be in Kobe the Kobe Startups re reunion event and it's posted on Facebook by Kobe Startup News and it's, it's well, as the name says, it's a reunion event of the Kobe Startup, various startup programs that happened in the past years, among them like the 500 Startups Kobe program and so on. Great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If you're interested, if you're around, check it out. Then we have, oh, we have a, I have an announcement. I have news. January 19th, it's a Friday. Mark that in your calendar. We'll have the first Habitat Friday. Wow. But do you see, do you see there any like connection between Habitat Update, Habitat Friday? It sounds very, yeah, in fact it is. Yeah, you're right, it is by us. It's a GBH meetup. We had this before. 
I just renamed it and made it a bit more casual. We just renamed it, made it more casual. And it's about, and we named it in the description, we say like hashtag entrepreneurship, hashtag conversation, hashtag pizza. Well, that the last part really is interesting for me. I would go for the pizza. And that's sure. the point. That's <laughs> the idea, right? Like we want interested people, uh, preferably in English, but not exclusive. Of course, everyone is invited just to join, to talk about topics, to exchange and to meet new people. I'll try to have maybe some presentations in there and we welcome everyone, everyone who wants to pitch or present like himself, a project they're working on or a startup and just let us know you know drop a message in either on the meetup page or just directly to me and uh, we make it happen and even if you don't have anything by then just show up and something pops up and you want to introduce yourself and I'll, I'll probably ask people to introduce themselves or something like that make it a bit interactive you know and enjoy pizza right i'm into it good then we have on january 25th it's a thursday announced the next installment of the Monosukri Hub Meetup uh, with the name New Year, New Challenge. Maybe you can tell me a bit more about that. Yeah, and this, well, back to the, our previous topic, you know, 2008 has just started and yeah. uh, we see especially students are very uh, concerned about, you know, what's going to happen during the years. Some of them have gone through job hunting season. Mm -hmm. Some of them are considering how to start their own business, but they don't know what to do first. So that would be like the basic uh, advices or some experiences of how to kick off your personal startup idea. Okay, interesting. Looking forward to that. It's always, mm. and it's, it'll be at the KMG, the Kyoto Makers Garage. Kyoto Makers Garage from 7 p.m. Yes. to 10 p.m. Free of charge. Everyone is invited. You just go to Meetup. We'll put the link here. Yeah, I'll provide the links in the descriptions. Also. And also, if you cannot join it, we're going to broadcast. So it's going to be on our Facebook. Page. That's cool. That's cool. You see, I was thinking about if we should do that for the Habitat Friday too, but like, makes no sense to broadcast the conversation and talk. Yeah, talk. because so the idea of your meetup is yeah, more it's casual. A different, yeah, yeah, it's more casual. Ours has more program and, and main speaker. So then uh, the ones who are not around can have the chance to take a look and learn from what the Japanese community is doing in Kansai. Good. Moving on, then we have on January 28th, I found, it's a Sunday, a mm -hmm. uh, meetup called uh, Coffee and Code Conundrum. Uh, the event is called Coffee and Code. Kohi to Kodo. And it's basically a meetup, uh, just a very casual for, for coders to meet, have coffee in a, in a certain place, a uh, certain shop, and just to exchange. Just an opportunity to present their projects. What we have then? On February 3rd, it's a Saturday, will we have a next Compass event? Uh, Compass, it's a group we are uh, of friends we know actually. Um, they are concerned with foreigners trying to find a job in Japan and they want to help there and they want to create uh, some additional opportunities. They had two events before and this is going to be the third one and it's called Mysteries of Working in Japan. It will be in Osaka and Umeda at the Osaka Innovation Hub. Mysteries of working in Japan solved. Yeah, solved. After that, I didn't find too much. Um, uh, but we can announce, as you said, like we have, yeah, the Hakosaka event coming uh, on February 27th, free of charge. Only the after event networking event <laughs> it costs 
something around uh, 4,000 yen, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, but during the event, you'll have the Monosukuri Hardware Cup. People can attend and watch the pitch contest. Yep, it's on the same ticket. You go to Pitex, you find Hak Osaka, and then yes. you sign up for one, you'll be on both events. Amazing, right? And then um, the next day, we have Get in the Ring 2018 in Osaka. Get in the Ring Osaka 2018. And that's the second time Get in the Ring is in, in, in Japan, in Osaka. Uh, it's a pitch contest from the Netherlands. And I think last year was very interesting. It was a very special setup, and we don't see these things much happening here. And I'm glad to have it back again, especially by the fact that it's an international and English contest. And also very casual, very yeah. fun. And uh, startups get some training in the morning, get some mentorship, so they actually go through the main process. By the end of the day, when they have to do the real contest, a pitch contest, they are already into the mood of like, being a ring and, and having yeah. like a small battles and it's very cool. I think it's a very healthy kind of a competition and very casual. So that's, I think we need more of those events, those kind of events in Japan. It is, it is definitely. And that's it actually from my side at this point. Uh, if anyone out there thinks I missed something very important, an event, or if they're planning anything, uh, just write us, let us know. Uh, you can reach us, I'll write it in the description, but you can reach us uh, through Habitat Update, all uh, small letters together, Habitat Update at gmail.com. Just as one listener did. Oh my god! Oh my god, he had a reading mail, huh? Well, Amazing. We had the first echo. And we had the first Habitat Echo, and that's a good segue into that. And it was John. He said, hello from Silicon Valley. Oh my God, we are reaching Silicon Valley. I, I, I should cry now. No, that's that's cool. the dream he's, he's... of every Japanese <laughs> startup player, he to is. reach someone in the Silicon Valley. And he wrote me actually uh, already like in uh, December 15th, it was, uh, and he couldn't make it to the last podcast, unfortunately. I answered him, uh, he answered back, but his questions, basically, he, he mentions that he's working for a battery startup in a clean tech incubator in the, uh, yeah, Silicon Valley. Um, one of his questions, his first question was like, can you tell me how you got to where you are now? And maybe just to, just to mention, he said, I'm a listener of your podcast and I'm a big fan. You have introduced me to the startup community in Japan and have my interest. Thank you very much, John. Thank you. And please listen. Let us know what you think. Anyway, let's get back to his. <laughs> you see, I'm excited. I see, I see a lot of emotion here. A lot Too of much very, passion. very emotional. And I mean, if you're watching now on the video, like I'm, like tears, you know. No. Um, the question, can you tell me how you got to where you are now? Very open question. Um, but I assume just in general, like how to get to be involved, like in the way we are now in, with the startup ecos with the startup ecosystem in general and with, with the one in Japan specifically. And I answered him, well, I just wanted to go to Japan and I was very lucky. I pushed my luck by volunteering, going out and meeting people and networking and expanding my network. And at some point opportunities arise. Uh, I got this amazing position and I started just doing what I think is needed. In the startup community, I yeah. mean, yeah, you, you can finally probably, it's the same anywhere else. You try to identify some of the people who are important 
uh, connectors and then once you meet them you are there you know they will can introduce you you can check platforms here in Kansai the Hacker News Kansai channel on Slack yeah or um, Strapbox that I Strapbox so the, now there's more information I think the hacker community here in, in Kansai is a very pretty established one that already has you know like long term goals been going here for, in Japan for years yeah like almost 10 years and they've been growing and it open for uh, newcomers I actually recommend uh, some software engineer to Hacker News Kansai and then they share a lot of information knowledge and, and job positions so then once you're in you get to know a few players and then you know it's it's a network you go through all the the potential the good thing is though I yeah, it starts spreading. Your name starts spreading, and uh, you start seeing similar faces, and that's the thing. The, the uh, ecosystem in Japan, especially here in Kansai, is still very small, and you get to know pretty fast the relevant people, I would say. Okay. Um, after that, uh, he answered, and he asked then again, like in the Japanese startup ecosystem, what areas need the most work? Where are the opportunities to contribute? And I couldn't write back. Uh, basically, because I wanted to answer it here in the podcast now. So, what do you think? Where, what areas need the most work in the ecosystem, startup ecosystem in Japan, and where can anyone possibly contribute? Let's say Japan in general, maybe uh, Kansai areas. I think case. I think we need more diverse role models. Yeah. So, female entrepreneurs. Uh, we don't hear about it. Female is a luxury, I think, in general, just to have more entrepreneurs yeah, and leaders. But yeah, you don't have many. And um, we read recently on, I think, today on Forbes, there was this study published about the 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 um, wishes, kids' wishes about what they want to do when they grow up. And in Japan, you know, female, since they are like very young, they don't really aim for dreaming big they don't think about mm. being scientists or astronauts or doctors or engineers mm. or any really like challenging profession they want to do to be a work at a bakery or a very you know specific service area because still there's a real issue in the gender role here and i think number one would be having more female entrepreneurs there are a few but not enough compared to how many men get exposure, then it, it, it's a very uh, disturbing point for me as a female. Mm -hmm. But it's not only here. I think it's a, it's everywhere. But here it is where it hurts me most, because so, that's where I am now. I mean, yes, if you are a female, just be a role model, be visible, come here, maybe do something here or speak at events. That's one thing. And if you tend not to be a female, then... Uh, one thing I can also recommend where everyone can contribute and especially if you want to come to Japan, it's difficult to find a specific position. As I said, we were kind of lucky, but I imagine that more and more such positions might open up. But in general, we need also more people like like the leader type of people just being motivated to do something, right? Just to come here and support in ways they can, they know how to support and just try. If it fails, you, you try something else, right? Connect and uh, make the people and the entrepreneurs that are there already make them more visible. Yeah. Like there are female entrepreneurs, I'm sure, but like uh, you, you don't hear from them or they, they're lost and like they, they don't think they have to be. Especially in Japan, people tend to shy away from being public. 
I think that diversity in general, female is only one kind of diversity. Yeah. But I think diversity in terms of ideas, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. backgrounds. Um, I think Japan has many uh, internal uh, taboos and, and uh, old-fashioned uh, thoughts, concepts, concepts that <laughs> need to be challenged. And yes. we see a few startups doing it, uh, but I think the more diversity we have, with people from different backgrounds, from different countries, different areas, who add value to the community. And that's something that could of be Of course, fun. yeah. Yes, but then again, like as you mentioned before, like with the other podcast, you should know still the players and know where to attack. Otherwise, you might spend a lot of energy on the wrong thing. Well, I, first of all, you need to know your, your skills, yeah. your values, or what you're willing to do, what kind of new skills you're committed to learn, you know, and that's that's a very important thing for anything you do. Beyond that, what we can need, what, what does the area need as well? Like maybe more more such kind of like we mentioned, the pitch contest. I think the, 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 the Hakosaka event this year with like Hakosaka, Monozukuri Harbor Cup and, the, uh, and after that the Get in the, Get in the ring. ring event is kind of like a, a test, I would say. It's like all of all of those formats are established, and now they can like really try to shine and do something special and and, and in a in a better way, and see how it it's stuck with the people or, or what they can do with it, and how to engage the people or if they stay if they like it or if they come back or demand for more right. And we need we'll see how this will work out. But in any case, we need more such events as you mentioned before, more maybe even like. Supporters, mentors, accelerators. Yeah, I think we need, besides events, we need more um, daily uh, people who can help on a daily basis. Yeah. I feel entrepreneurs are really like uh, putting a lot of efforts into the wrong direction on things that, you know, they want to the, make it perfect. Yeah, the know. scene is young and the, the amount of serial entrepreneurs isn't limited and uh, so. There are people trying things, but doing sometimes wrong. Yeah, so then... But it's good for them, they learn. However, also they lose time, so if you would have more uh, opportunities to, 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 to get a bit more mentorship, yeah, a but bit I, more investment money would also be interesting. I wouldn't say wrong, because saying it's wrong is a very... Uh, I would say they are taking the longest way. And when you're running your startup, you yeah, don't have a lot of fun. No you need wrong, to yeah. get things done. You know, reach to certain milestones easier, easily, uh, and not waiting too long. Otherwise, you die. So I think I wouldn't say wrong. I would say they are not prioritizing the right things to do. So achievements are, yeah, kind of like um very out of what you would expect from a startup. So in that sense, like. I really like it, and now thinking about it, we don't report much. We don't. We are not very much involved with Kobe, but I see this. Uh, there are many programs and many efforts from Kobe City itself. And yeah, yes, like we have five hundred startups there, and like such programs, more of that basically, and people to bring them here, or just general people to come and help with their experiences. And um, we need more Japanese locals who can give their own <laughs> yeah, vision like, to the okay. Thing. Yeah, that's too. That too, but like. For someone like John out there who wants to support or contribute or potentially come to Japan, maybe, I don't know. Uh, what can he do? Like, I mean, he wrote, he has experience in that field. So 
you need experience here, you have different knowledge, and you are from the Silicon Valley, that's a, uh, that's a huge asset. Just the uh, brand in, itself. In Japan, yeah, it's a great credential. And yeah, we need more people supporting and helping out. And uh, well, what can you do best? Come here, start a format. I don't know. Try it, try it first. We, <laughs> we, we just have guesses this month. One thing uh, that I mentioned that in, the, in other places too, it's always a topic. And when I talk to other to startups here, it's just the problem of the talent pool. I mean, you have that issue everywhere, but especially here in Japan. It's difficult to get to talents, especially to young uh, students. They just they graduate and jump into companies, and and it's much more lucrative and much more interesting to them still, unfortunately. And it's difficult to find those. And if you are a highly talented people, like coming here and like like maybe there might be something for you, right? So as we said, the pool is still very small, especially in Kansai. There are some restrictions and limitations, but if you're willing to move something, you can achieve that. It takes a bit longer in Japan, but it's very much needed. Yeah, and you can make the difference. Anything to add from you? No, I totally agree. I think role models, diversity, and new blood, new talent. That's mm. what we need to kind of add value to what already exists in here. Good. With that, we're looking forward to 2018. To achieve all that and to foster a stronger habitat. Yeah, for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Habitat Update, the podcast about entrepreneurship in Japan, based in and focusing on the Kansai area with the cities Kobe, Kyoto, Osaka, and so on, going live every two weeks as a video on YouTube and as an audio only podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. If you have any comments or feedback, feel free to reach out to us. You can write us as a, with an email, habitatupdate at gmail.com, or you can reach me on Twitter via at GwenST or uh, Sabrina at Makers Boot Camp. And with that, thank you very much. Looking forward to an amazing year with all of you. Stay fresh. Thank you. Bye bye.